Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily. First story today, the Marine that everyone saw saving the baby in Kabul, he later claimed that he appeared at a Trump rally. He's now been placed under investigation by the U.S. military. Second, what's going on with the spending bills? Mansion and cinema have blocked it. They say it's too much. We'll get into it. Third, David Hogg, gotta say sorry, buddy, because the new data is out and the trend shows that millennials and Zoomers are actually buying guns even more. And finally, Occult October. A viral tweet from myself has gone out, and I want to respond to all that. All of this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. So we all saw the video, uh, of course, of the baby being pulled over the wall, those harrowing scenes that came out of the last stand of the Americans in Kabul. Of course, that baby being pulled over. By the way, just to throw out there, there's some story coming out of CNN. There's fact-checking. They're saying that he may not have been the specific Marine who was in the photo, that the photo may have been, you know, one of his partners, and he had to, whatever, right? We're going to get into all of that. He says that he is the one that pulled one baby, even a different baby. I don't know. But here he was, Lance Corporal Ian Clark, up on stage with President Trump just last week in Georgia. Watch the video. And we're also honored to be joined by one of the Marines who bravely served in Kabul during the withdrawal and helped evacuate children over the airport and over the airport wall. You saw him. He did a great job, Lance Corporal, Hunter Ian Clark. Lance Corporal, come up here. Come up here. Come up. Handsome guy. Hunter comes from a military family and went to school right here in Perry, Georgia. Can you believe that? Come on up here, Hunter. Hey, my name's uh, Lance Corporal Hunter Clark. I'm here from uh, Warner Robins, Georgia. Uh, I am the guy that uh, pulled the baby over the wall, and it's definitely probably one of the greatest things I've ever done in my entire life. Uh, I just want to thank all the support from all y'all. It really means a lot. And uh, I'm glad to be home now today. Thank you. So the latest that's come out is that the Department of Events has him under investigation to see whether or not any DOD directives or regulations were broken. And a lot of people have pointed this out. They say, well, it looks like a campaign event and an active duty military member isn't supposed to be involved in a campaign event. So that's something they want people put uh, put him under investigation for if you're someone who's on the left. But I've also seen people on the left saying, look, it's simple. This wasn't a campaign rally. Trump is currently not running for office. He is a former president. Remember, this is the Save America rallies. These are not his partisan rallies where he's directly running for president. Again, we know the situation. We know he probably will run. But at the same time, when we're talking about legal proceedings, we have to actually go through that stuff. Listen to his speech. He made no political statements. 
He didn't endorse anyone. He wasn't there to be endorsed. He wasn't there uh, supporting someone. He, and he wasn't disparaging anyone either. He wasn't disparaging Joe Biden, the commander in chief. He wasn't disparaging his chain of command. There was none of that. And third, and finally, he was a hometown hero. This is a hometown hero event where he's been brought up to be honored as someone who's actually in his hometown. The fact that the military would come out so publicly and call for his investigation, place him under investigation, right on the heels, by the way, of the US Marine Corps putting Lieutenant Colonel Scheller behind bars, where he's raised over $1.5 million, by the way, for his defense. It confirms the fears of so many out there that something very, very wrong is going on within the ranks of the United States military at the highest level. The questions are, why are we placing people like this under investigation? Why is Millie not under investigation? Why are all of these generals and all of these people that conducted that absolutely disgusting and shameful and humiliating withdrawal the way it was done. None of them are under investigation. There's no IG cracking down on them. No, 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 but this guy who wasn't even, and for those listening on the podcast, he's not even in uniform when he goes up there. Understand what part of the movie you are in. This is not the part where the good guys have the ball. Understand that. Act accordingly. This is the situation we're in, and the only way it's going to ever stop is if enough good people stand up and say, no, enough. We are not going down this road anymore. We are gonna stand up for the United States of America for traditional values, for American values, and we are not going along with any more of this crap. Stay tuned, more ahead, Human Events Daily. The game of chicken continues. You've got on one side AOC, Priyapal, and every member of the House Progressive Caucus fighting. They want their number, a $6 trillion spending bill. On the other side, you've got Mansion, you've got Cinema, and the moderates saying, we don't want that. We want 1.5. And in the middle, Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi trying to salvage anything they can of the Biden agenda, this Build Back Better infrastructure deal. Let's listen to what Manchin said just recently. Means testing means that do you are we targeting the people that need it or getting it or the people getting it that maybe could do without? I and mean, they're in pretty good shape. So I said means testing. I said work requirements. Those are all very, very important in these things. And that way you target children. So you have the beginning of life, our children. Pre-K, yes. Then you have the end where our senior citizens want to live in the dignity and respect of their own home. We can do that with some assistance. And again, some can pay. Some can pay a little bit and some can't pay any. That's means testing. It goes an awful long, long way that way. I'm just not, so you know. I cannot accept our, our economy or basically our society moving towards an entitlement mentality that you're entitled, okay? I'm more of a rewarding because I can help those who really need help if those who can help themselves do so. Now keep in mind, people are saying, uh, Poso, you know, why haven't you covered this? Is this is the biggest thing? Look, I think a deal will be set. 
I think, and we saw this just recently in the Senate, where Mitch McConnell and other establishment Republicans, 15 of them, sided with the Democrats to prevent the government shutdown that would have taken place. Today, October 1st, is actually the first day of the fiscal year for the U.S. government. So September 30th is actually the final year. This is a huge deal when it comes to working in the government, when it comes to being in the military, when I was still in the government. This was a huge situation. All of your budgeting, your scheduling, your planning all runs around this, right? You have to have funds appropriated for that fiscal year and they can only be spent in that fiscal year. If that doesn't happen, you're done. Finito. Um, I actually remember I, was, I got furloughed one year when I was in the Intel community actually, and I spent like, this is when Obama was president and uh, I think Boehner was the uh, the speaker at the time and it was uh <laughs> you know i spent a, a week you know just kind of hanging out with a, went to the gym saw a bunch of movies um it was a good time and you get paid at the end of it that's all a game that's why i'm not giving you the play-by-play -play. there's other podcasts there's other shows you can go to to get that but what i will give you is the broader discussion the high impact analysis and that's what we do here at human events understand this is a civil war now within the Democrat party because you have competing interests. You have moderates on one side, you have the progressives on the other side that want more, more, more. But then you also have in the middle, Biden and Pelosi trying to ram this thing through to get both sides to agree to something. But when it comes down to it, here's the question. And if you go through some of the things that Manchin is actually talking about, he's saying we need some sort of fiscal responsibility. He's even talked about, there was a proposal of his that actually was leaked. It was from the summer. It came out just recently where he was saying, I want to end quantitative easing. I want to end the carried interest loophole. He wants to end a lot of the things that the ruling class, the richest people in this country, have been using to continue to maintain their wealth on the backs of everybody else. Now, AOC, she'll go to the Met Gala for $35,000 a ticket and she'll wear her, you know, her famous infamous dress, you know, tax the rich and all of this when she's out there going to one of the richest events in the planet. But understand the difference. You've got one side that says the way to perpetuate this is through more government spending. You've got another side out there that's saying, no, let's actually take meaningful steps along the lines of economic populism. So my question is, my question is, for people like AOC, for the squad, for all the ones out there that preach from this pulpit of economic populism, can you sit down with Manchin, with Cinema, and with the others and say, we agree with you. We agree with you on economic populism. We agree that there is a 1% in this country that has been robbing the people blind, that has been operating off of a rigged system for a long time. Everybody out there in the ape army knows about what's going down with Citadel right now, uh, Robin Hood, there's a bunch of issues. And there's a huge investigation going on now with the Fed, Jerome Powell, and the actual governors there about what they were trading at the same time that they were setting all of these policies. It doesn't take a Michael Burry from the big short to understand that this whole thing is operating off of a rigged system. So when you sit back and you say, well, are those people gonna fix it themselves? No, they're not. AOC, this is me to you, Poso to AOC. I think you actually have an opportunity here to do something amazing for the people. Talk to people 
about what debt means. Talk to people about getting out of debt. Talk to them about the rigged system and what we can actually do to fix it, to bring jobs back, to bring real wealth back into this country, help people to build it, and stop having all of these loopholes for people out there to get rich off of the system rather than contributing and actually doing something for the people of this country, the people of your district. Show yourself, AOC. Show yourself. The gun grabbers have a little bit of a problem on their hands. New data out, there's a headline, national interest, a lot of people have seen this. The trend has flipped. Millennials are actually buying guns. Now look back to just a couple of years ago. We had a massive, completely AstroTurf. What does AstroTurf mean? It's funded by big interest, it's funded by Hollywood, funded by Michael Bloomberg policy of this platform called March for Our Lives. This was David Hogg, this was the Parkland students, but then an interesting thing happened. The pandemic hit. The anti-police movement started. Crime shot through the roof in every single major city in the United States. The FBI data says it was 30% in homicides alone. And then what happened? People started buying guns. A lot of people started buying guns. And when you look into the national interest story, it shows it's millennials, women, minorities, et cetera, et cetera. So many people are looking at this and saying, you know what, I see what's happening in my country. I see the economic stuff that's going on. I see the medical stuff that's going on, the health lockdowns that we all had to live through. And they say, you know what, I want something that will help defend me, defend my family, defend what I have and I'm gonna go out and exercise my Second Amendment right. So listen to David Hogg try to explain what this situation means, and it's essentially the complete opposite of what he was trying to attempt. Take a listen. And it's not only gun violence that's going up, it's also gun purchasing. So in just uh, the past year, in 2020, there were nearly 23 million gun sales across the United States. That's up 65% over the year before, and then in January, okay, after the insurrection at the Capitol, there were two million gun sales, and that's up 75% compared to the January before that. So what's that about to you? I think it's about fear. I think it's about the fact that uh, as a country, oftentimes we would rather, unfortunately, turn on each other and point to someone's skin color or point to someone's immigration status or their gender or their sexual identity and, and claim that's the threat, when in reality, um, we should all be working together against the sources of evil that are creating this gun violence and the injustice that promotes this gun violence and gun purchases in the first place. Because the reality is what's going to help solve this situation is not somebody buying, you know, another AR-15 or another gun. Uh, it's going to be all of us working together to, to change the political system and the corruption and system of loopholes that has brought us to this place where a corporate, you know, a, a corporate lobby, essentially, like the NRA, is able to put such a, a, a chokehold on our elected officials that they're letting thousands of Americans die every year simply because they're more afraid of what the NRA will do in their next election than whether or not there's going to be another school shooting in their community or an everyday act of gun violence. And that has to change. We have mm -hmm. to come together as Americans and realize this isn't about being, being Democrats or Republicans. You know, that, that six-year-old, that 14-year-old, that you know 12-year-old that die every day, they don't have a political affiliation. They're a kid that wants to grow up and they deserve to grow up in peace and security no matter their zip code, 
no matter the color of their skin or where they come from or who they are. And we have a responsibility as older people to act to protect them so that no, in the future, they're able to be college students and they don't have to come on CNN and talk about, you know, the fact that we're the a, a country that uniquely has to deal with this situation because we, we don't have to. It absolutely does not have to be this way. So here's the dirty little secret. The bottom line up front on this is simple. When it comes down to the rubber meeting the road and people knowing that police response time is what it is, five minutes, six minutes, seven minutes, they respond in minutes when seconds count. That's not a slight on police. It just is what it is. We live in a real world. And in the real world, that stuff happens in the blink of an eye, in the absolute blink of an eye. And everybody knows it. Here's the thing, everybody knows it. All of those politicians out there, all of those events, they're guarded by armed security because they get it, because everybody gets it. Because in the end, Hobbes is right. Life is nasty, brutish, and short. But you know what? I don't choose to live my life like that, neither should you. There's an old quote out there that I wanna share with you. It says, don't be upset that a rose bush has thorns. Rejoice for the fact that a thorn bush has roses. Stay tuned, Human Events Daily continues. So today is October 1st, and October 1st is, of course, the start of fall, but it's also the start for a lot of people of Halloween. Remember, Halloween, All Hallows' Eve. Samhain was the original Irish uh, festival regarding this, and it was always been a festival. It has always been a festival regarding sort of that crossover between worlds, right? That idea that there is the natural world, the, the realm of Earth, this world, the physical plane, and the spiritual plane. There was this idea that through the crossing of the harvest moon, that there was a crossover between the worlds and that this barrier was always be, would always be weaker. But I had a couple of tweets essentially talking about this prior to today. They went super viral. I didn't actually intend for them to go this viral, but a lot of people are asking me what I meant, and I wrote this. Never mess with black magic. Even tarot cards, fortune telling, etc. You don't know what you're getting into or who you're talking to. I had also had another one. I said, do not mess with Ouija boards. Ouija boards are demonic. Now I had so many people comment to me on this and they said, Jack, you know, this, this come on, this is stuff, it's, you know, it's Parker Brothers, it's it's just some fun, it's just Harry Potter, it's just this, it's just that. It's it's as simple as this, folks. Look. Go out and look at the polling on this. 50% of Americans believe in demons, ghosts, and the rest of it. If you are someone who's a Christian, then you believe in heaven, but that also necessitates a belief in hell. Christ performed exorcism, so did the apostles, right? Understand that when you are messing around with that stuff, it's all about power, it's all about control, it's all about gaining advantage over others. Sure, you might be getting some energy out of it, but the energy has to be taken from somewhere. There's always a cost, there's always a catch. And, and what the church teaches on this is quite simple. That when you mess around with that, you are opening up an entry point for evil in your life. Because when you're asking for something, you don't know what you're trading away, 
you don't know who you're talking to, there's a reason they talk about familiar spirits, etc., etc. So here I thought that I wanted to just put up a couple of tweets because why I care so much about all of you out there. So be careful this Halloween. Be careful this October. Do not go around messing with that stuff. Do not mess with dark spirits. I cannot wait for Media Matters to take a look at this segment specifically. But folks, let me just say, I'm a Christian. I believe in the Bible. And I'm not ashamed of standing up for my faith, of standing up for my beliefs. And neither should you be. Once again, that is all the time we have here on AG Daily. But before we go, I want to remind all of you to share this out with your normie friends. Get it out there. Be the influence agent. Give people the bottom line up front and show them the importance of the bottom line up front, the bluff, B-L-U-F, the bluff. And now, as always, it's time for our moment in history. We actually have a special clip that I wanted to play because today, October 1st, in 1949, 72 years ago, was the takeover of China by the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP. Go watch the clip. Seventy-two years of communism. That's how long the Chinese people, the Lao Baixing, have been living under the boot of the CCP regime. Conservative estimates say that as many as 60 million people were killed by this regime through the Great Leap Forward and the Cultural Revolution. We now know, of course, about the Uyghur situation in Xinjiang. We know about the threats of Taiwan and the subjugation of Hong Kong. So understand this, understand the reality of the CCP now headed by Xi Jinping, and understand that it's time and always to take a stand for freedom. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.